0: what is up wrestling fans welcome to another pay-per-view point edition of the smart out moment smack talk podcast it's time to talk love of the nation chamber 2020 the latest wwe pay-per-view in the never-ending pay-per-view <laughs> schedule i am your host as always tony mango joining me as always are robert defelice hello and callum wiggins meh meh yeah that's, yeah, that's basically yeah, yeah. it. All right, see you later, everybody. <laughs> uh, now we're going to do our usual kind of stuff here. We're going to break down the card top to bottom and all the other kind of things that are missing from the card because it's only six matches at the moment and it's an extremely underwhelming card in a lot of different ways. Um, we invite you to do the same in the comments below. So if you are on the audio-only platforms like Stitcher and Spotify and iTunes and Google and all that, then leave a star rating because that's greatly appreciated and hop over to the YouTube channel. And while you're there and you're leaving your comment and telling us your thoughts on this, hit that like button on the video and uh, do us a favor that way. And if you have not obviously subscribed to the channel already, go ahead and do that. And while you're there, ring that little notification bell. That way you can be aware of the next couple of videos that we post at the very least. Um, We will talk about these like six matches that have already been announced once we get past this point, because the first thing to talk about is there's only six matches on this card and there are a lot of people missing from this card. It's not just like, all right, well, there's six matches and they're all going to go on forever because these elimination chamber matches take long. So that's it because think about these people that we don't have on the card. Uh, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Goldberg. Those four, I would assume are just not getting in there because of you know, the matches are already announced. Same thing with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. We don't have Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, King Corbin. We don't have the United States. Well, we have the United States Championship. We have the Intercontinental Championship. But we don't have the um, uh, SmackDown um, women's title. Has no, uh, nothing going on right now. Who knows what's going on with that? the raw women's champion is just sitting it out because we got a number one contender match. We have nothing for a lot of people that are just big names in general like Rey Mysterio, we have nothing for Kevin Owens and uh you know he could pop in in one match here and there and stuff, but it's like it's a lot of just like what are we doing type of things. And we're going to have a lot of discussions about the fact that there's seemingly the two elimination chamber matches that should have happened aren't happening and two other ones are happening. And I don't know, but we're all in the feeling of this is just so underwhelming and a mistake of a card and all that. But what is it that you guys are missing from the card right now that you're feeling is one of the biggest, just like what the fuck type things
1: above all else. They had two wrestlers promote chamber matches That don't seem to be occurring, and I guess they decided Roman Reigns is going to challenge Goldberg. So that Ixnay is the uh, chamber match they had advertised and had Sheamus plug himself for. But the Lacey Evans interview, where she announces that she's going to be in the chamber... And then no chamber match gets announced. And I know we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. And then on Friday, they can do whatever the fuck they want because they're WWE. But we've never had three chambers in one night. And I don't think that they start now with, especially with three very underwhelming chambers, unless the idea is, well, if we give them three underwhelming ones. It's, this, it's about the same as one kind of good one. I don't think we're going to get one kind of
0: good one either. <laughs> Did we? I think we might have gotten three one year. Wasn't there one year where we had um like the like the two world titles and the tag title?
2: It was like no, the, no it was, the one the one we had the tag titles was the one we had the Intercontinental, the intercontinental, intercontinental title. Well. Yeah, well, no, that, no, They were the only two. Huh? What year was that? Twenty
1: fifteen. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm looking that up right now. It's
1: just uh... that was the only time that they tried to do a show that was just on the network, no pay per view, and it was like an hour and a half, two hours, and it was headlined by Rollins and Ambrose. Oh uh, yeah,
2: Intercontinental and tag team. Hmm. Mm. So yeah, I think they've I think historically they've only ever had two at most No a night, but. Yeah, I, I can. I could see that changing just based on the fact that there aren't any matches on this card. So they could, they could overkill it. I mean, they've done free and help, free Hell in a Cell matches on a Hell in a Cell show before, so they could do an Elimination Chamber as well. Because here's the big, big problem, and this is like the main talking
0: point, kind of. Because these six matches that they've announced, they're very underwhelming, and it's almost just like the missing things are more important than what's actually there. Rob mentioned it like they advertised these like Lacey Evans said I'm going to be in an elimination chamber and win and go on to fight for the title of WrestleMania and they had advertised on the local stuff which the local stuff doesn't really matter as much but you know like the card's always subject to change all that kind of crap but they had Roman Reigns Braun Strowman Daniel Bryan King Corbin Robert Roode and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura in an elimination chamber. Then they announced that Sheamus, they actually had Sheamus specifically say, I'm going to be in the Elimination Chamber. So it wasn't even just like, I'm going to be at Elimination Chamber or, um, you know, I'm going to beat up the SmackDown roster and anybody who gets in my way on the road to WrestleMania is blah, blah, blah. He was like, I'm going to take the next step forward in the Elimination Chamber or something. So they clearly had that in mind. and. Yeah, it would have been a foregone conclusion at that point that John Cena and Bray Wyatt, they're out of the mix. That means that Roman Reigns wins that elimination chamber and goes on to fight Goldberg. But we have the Shayna Baszler thing, which is a foregone conclusion even more. And it's so strange to me that they did that because it's like... You need to establish number one contenders, and their idea of establishing a number one contender for Reigns and Goldberg was to have Reigns just say, me, but they didn't do that with the Shayna thing? Like, does anybody realistically think that uh, Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan or Ruby Riott, or even for that matter, Natalia, and I'd even argue at this point, Asuka, but she's obviously like the second ranked. Does anybody at all think that they are going to have anything but Shayna Baszler? They've specifically had Becky Lynch only pay attention to Shayna Baszler. It's so stupid to me because it's like, you can't approach it with the same philosophy. You can't say that WWE was like, well, everybody knows that Roman Reigns is going to win, so let's just cut to the chase and not have the Elimination Chamber match. Because then you're like, well, everybody knows that Shayna Baszler is going to win. Why? Why? Oh, we need to have Shayna win. Why? Well, then if you need to have Shayna win to justify her challenging that, you need to have Roman win to justify it. Like, it's so dumb because now, like Braun Strowman and Shinsuke Nakamura, they're not in that match, but they're in another match. Okay, cool. We have nothing for Bryan, nothing for Sheamus, nothing for Corbin. We do have Rude in the tag title match, but nobody would have cared if Rude would have been out of the mix. So now, what are they going to do? They're going to wait until two days before the show and they're going to fabricate some kind of extra match or something? Because for Daniel Bryan, for instance, I think he's fighting Drew Gulak. They've done a little bit of work to get to that point. So it wouldn't shock me at all if on SmackDown this week they announced Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. King Corbin's done nothing. What do we do with Corbin? Just... Nothing at all, and he's just off the card. And then you have to spend the next couple of weeks figuring out another thing for WrestleMania. Fuck! At that point, you should have just had him in the Elimination Chamber. You know. Same thing with Sheamus.
1: Yeah, I. This is it, right? Like we can do the sign off. This is another spark. Like there's nothing to talk <laughs> about here. Like, I. Let's let's examine what we have at face value. A match, as Tony said, that is a foregone conclusion above any other match on this card. Maybe even above any other matches that had been rumored for Mania. This has been a given since November. On top of that, you've got a tag team chamber, which is so underwhelming and serves more of a purpose to plug Otis versus Dolph than anything in the SmackDown tag division. And everybody else is kind of left with their hands up their butt. Like, what? It, what is happening? Well, for context, Ra- this
0: is the card that we have for anybody who's not up to speed. It's uh, a Raw Women's Championship number one contender match. So it's the winner fights Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. It's Asuka, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Shayna Baszler. There's, for some reason, a SmackDown Tag Team Championship Elimination Chamber match It's Ziggler and Rude Heavy Machinery Morrison and Miz Lucha House Party Which is like Why them? Other than to just Get beaten up
1: They're there Tony Because they're there
0: The New Day And The Usos There's a three on one Handicap match For the Intercontinental Championship Braun Strowman's gonna fight Cesaro Sami Zayn And Shinsuke Nakamura The Raw Tag Team titles Are just a rematch Of what they just did The last two times Because we had Super Showdown last Thursday and then we just had a rematch on Monday, and now we're going to have another rematch. It's Street Profits against Seth Rollins and Murphy. We've got a no-DQ match between Alistair Black and AJ Styles, a match that we kind of sort of saw on Monday Night Raw, but we didn't really, so that's not the same type of like rematch type thing. But And then we've got, for the millionth time, Andrade against Humberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. At face value, this is, like Rob's saying, it's... A foregone conclusion, a match that screws up something for WrestleMania, because let's be honest, they're going to do a multi tag team thing for SmackDown anyway. And at that point, John Morrison and the Miz will have already beaten all the tag teams. So what's the point? A three on one handicap match that I'm actually kind of okay with. A rematch for the tag titles for Raw that's just like, you saw this twice in the past week, do that again. An ODQ match that's probably just going to piss people off. And for fuck's sake, I'm so sick and tired of talking about Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo, so I'm not even going to talk about that one. But, um, like, this card is just like, what the hell are you thinking? You know? How much better would this have been? Just as easily as just having that Roman Reigns chamber match. Instantly upgrades it, gets it a main event. It's just so underwhelming.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, I don't know what you expect any of us to add to this. I don't know either. It's just I'm just situations. like,
1: ah. <laughs> let's ju- let's just give our I mean, predictions and get on with it cause like, well, 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 let let's
2: face it. With a card this underwhelming, you know that they're going to do Roman Reigns against Baron Corbin again.
0: I'm kind of expecting it, and yeah. for fuck's sake, at that point, like, who is running this division? and not realizing that you can't well, do stuff I'll, like that tra- and not be. I'll chat
2: you up to Tony. It's, oh, um... <laughs> I, I, damn
1: it. You took it right out of it. Took it right out of my mouth. Ah. Cause if, the guy if, that
2: if, everyone thought would be maybe a, like a good thing because, Oh, he he knows Vince McMahon and you'll be in his good, bit. he's absolutely massacred SmackDown. If it's Richard it. that
0: said something like, well, why don't we advertise for the 10th match that this is the final Corbin reigns match and then just go, fuck it, do it again. Then God damn it, Bruce, you know, I
2: mean, I mean, let's face it, it's not like the Raw matches here are much to shout about anyway, but yeah, at least that's... Raw, for the most part, has been somewhat watchable the last couple of months. But, yeah, it's it's the worst part about the SmackDown side of things is the SmackDown itself has become more difficult to watch because it just isn't enjoyable. And, I mean, realistically, they only have two matches on this card. All the rest of them are Raw matches, so you assume that at least two more SmackDown matches will be made by the end of it which will probably be, as Tony said, Daniel Bryan against uh, Drew Gulak, which I assume will involve, in some form or fashion, Sheamus interfering and in taking out Bryan at the end of it to ah, start their WrestleMania it. match. Yeah, I kind of see then, that that's happening. And the other match that I think is going to happen is a triple threat match between Naomi, Lacey Evans, and Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: But, ba- but she, said, she said the words, I'm going into the chain there, like...
2: I know. She's got, so, she's going into elimination chamber, the show, not the match no
1: no 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 she no, she said, I gotta go through five women, like she said the words. the words can be a six pack challenge then I'll <laughs> oh, off. off if they if they do a six pack
0: challenge and it's not in the chamber at that point they're fucking trolling, you know
2: what do you mean that what do you mean at that point they're fucking trolling this card is a troll this well, I don't feel I think, like
0: I don't is, feel like this is this a troll is, card, I feel like this is uh a gross. Over exaggeration of how much they can get away with and ignoring just blatantly obvious things. Like, I I hate this whole Andrade and Umberto Carrillo thing, but you, even if you don't feel as negative about it as I do, you gotta realize at some point, if you're on the writing team, that they have had God knows how many matches together. You got to just, like, you have to realize that that's the case. They just did one at Super Showdown, and they've re- they've wrestled almost every single week on Raw or at these pay-per-views. They did it at uh, Royal Rumble, too, if I remember correctly. It's like, you can't just keep doing the same match and expect people to be like, oh, Andrade versus Carrillo? I can't wait. And either they are really having short-term memory loss type stuff, or... They're just flat out going like, we can't think of anything else, or we won't think of anything else. Cause it could just be a matter of laziness. They could just be like, you know what? Like, look at the Seth Rollins and uh, Kevin Owens feud. It's been a hundred days today since he gave uh, Rollins a stunner after a Survivor Series. 100 days have passed by. I counted. <laughs> and they are just pushing this to WrestleMania, and it's just like, just keep going. It doesn't matter if we have anything. Just keep going. We don't want to do the work for it. That laziness is so disgusting, because it's not difficult to think of ways to get around doing things like that. You could have very easily had, like, this Andrade and Carrillo thing, or, like, the Street Profits and Seth Rollins and Murphy. Who, in their right mind... Thinks that you can do this on matches leading up to a pay-per-view. Then at the pay-per-view. Then three days later. And then five days later. And not be like, everybody needs to be sick and tired of this at this point. I get that, like, they don't want to do a whole lot of work. But this is the road to WrestleMania. This is the time of year where they are supposed to be putting more effort into everything. And it's so disparaging and disheartening when you look at this and you're like, all right, the go-home pay-per-view before WrestleMania is that they put zero effort into it and they've actually gone out of their way to shoot themselves in the foot by announcing things and then saying, never mind, because they just don't care. And this is the part of the year they should care the most because once we get past Mania, they're going to care even less. And that's... Just like, how? How can you care less than nothing? Like, let's just... let's. let's I, I don't want to talk about Andrade and Carrillo anymore. Andrade wins or he doesn't. I don't fucking care. That's like my opinion about the whole thing. What do you guys think?
1: I'm not entirely sure that Andrade wins. No, I think Carrillo wins. They and clearly... Then, I
2: mean, at the moment, I don't want to talk about it too much again, because I again, know it's getting repetitive, but the one thing that has changed since the last time they fought is that Andrade's gone through a wellness suspension, and so they will use this as an opportunity to punish him, have him lose the belt, give it to him, be able to Creo until WrestleMania, and then switch the title over to and and Hell Garza.
1: Right, with the caveat of Zelina goes with Garza because Garza gets the job done. You don't, you're you're out.
0: I could mm-hmm. not care less so whatever they do whatever and then they have another fucking match because they're just constantly having matches it doesn't matter who's the champion they're just gonna do it again anyway and nobody will give a shit at Wrestlemania either and then if they give it to Carrillo nobody's gonna give a shit about the US title and then by uh May it'll be like well let's uh, let's bury this guy like they did with Ricochet
1: and Cedric and Mustafa on the off chance that Brock Lesnar keeps that belt at Wrestlemania the U.S. title becomes very important. They can always switch it to Rollins or Owens and have that be the main singles title on Raw when Brock is not around. If
0: that happens and Lesnar retains the title, they'll run into a situation like that because they'll have only Carrillo as champion or whatever the case is. And then they'll end up being like, well, we can't just have that be the thing, so let's put that on Styles or whatever. You know, like They'll do that because they, they've run into this issue before where they don't think ahead of time. I think clearly. it didn't think ahead of time. They had Sheamus promote an elimination chamber match. Then two weeks later, they said, "Fuck it," you know. Like,
1: I'm willing to bet, Super Showdown fucked up a lot of shit. And that's
0: that's their own fault, you know. You could have very easily booked matches for Super Showdown that didn't mess up elimination chamber, that wouldn't mess up WrestleMania. It's not hard. Like, if they wanted Goldberg versus Bray Wyatt then give him Goldberg versus Bray Wyatt. All that messed up is that promotion ahead of time of the Kane-Inferno match. That doesn't change their um, who fights Goldberg at WrestleMania type thing, you know? That's actively right. a WWE decision to say, let's not do the Elimination Chamber. And they have other people too. That's the thing. Like, if you wanted the three-on-one handicap match and you wanted to take out Braun Strowman and Shinsuke, you still have six people that you could put in that. You could do... Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Sheamus, and three other people. Just pick three. Mustafa Ali, uh, Bray Wyatt, if you wanted at that point. I mean, he could be a part of the mix. You don't have to do that. You don't have to put John Cena in there. But yeah, put Mustafa Ali in there and run the story of... um, hey, last time around, I was supposed to be in the Elimination Chamber, and it didn't, and it led to Kofi Mania, and this time around, I'm gonna make it mine. That fucking easy! It's one 30-second promo. And then two other people, I don't know, I'm looking at the card right now. Uh, If you want to play into the Seamus and Shorty G and Apollo Crews thing, you could do that, but that's kind of underwhelming. Um, I don't know, Elias, you put him in there, and... I.
1: I I, I love coming on these podcasts and talking and I don't want to feel like I'm shorting any of the listeners by saying I don't think we need to beat a dead horse more than we have already. This is is a very underwhelming show, perhaps the most underwhelming pre-WrestleMania pay-per-view in quite some time. But it's clear to me that WWE has entered an era, and I'm not saying it's just happened now, where they don't care about anything but who are the part-time guys we can get for Mania. Let's just get them in a match. That'll sell tickets. If not, the presence and aura of Mania weekend sells the tickets. Nobody cares about Mania anymore. It wouldn't be as
0: egregious to use one of Callum's words of a problem to me if Elimination Chamber felt you say like... you saying that's
2: one
1: of
0: my words because it's big? No, you just to yeah. use the word egregious a lot.
2: <laughs> I think I used it like twice. just cause <laughs> Twice I... per podcast. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> no, and I, know, I know four syllables was difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it boils down to this. <laughs> it's, it wouldn't be that big of an
0: issue if there was this kind of like atmosphere where you you know going into something like an elimination chamber that it's just this extra sort of thing like an in your house used to be because that's what it is right now like they could get away with I mean like why are we having the Smackdown tag team titles on the line like that there is no reason for that at all all that's doing is making it to where Morrison and the Miz beat the New Day and the Usos and then at Mania you just do a rematch it's stupid
1: the Usos win
0: they could, and if that's the case, then all then the really, whole purpose was is that
1: at mania because nobody cares right the fucking problem is, and Callum comes on here a lot and says it, you know at the end of the day, we're the stupid ones for watching mm-hmm. nobody cares, nobody is trying to actively change anything because the idea is, and this is the problem across the board in wrestling. Well, everybody knows what it is, so we don't really have to try or we can make an asset of ourselves here because you know what it is. You're in on it. And it's forced this laziness. This And it's just a fucking lazy card.
0: Like, how are we on the 4th of March? And this pay-per-view is on the 8th of March. And we have no announcement for what's going on with the women's title on SmackDown not only do we not know what's going on with that there is nothing that they are building up with Bayley for Mania because very easily if we're getting Bayley and Banks which we're all in agreement here that's the only match that sells right it doesn't sell (laughs)
1: it's the only match that that has a chance attractive
0: yeah the only match that has a chance to sell yeah, <laughs> the only match
2: which will actually potentially have people sitting in their seats
0: to watch it <laughs> right because you can't as great as they are you can't have Bailey versus Naomi they just did the match at Super Showdown Naomi is not as red hot as it seems like she is in some capacities if, for a, a, if it was another pay per view other than Mania sure if they were building up to stomping grounds no problem outside of the fact that they already just did it at Super Showdown. But you can't just have that and then be like, oh, why are people underwhelmed? Because it's just not a thing.
1: And they just did
0: the Lacey Evans thing, and they just did the Carmella thing, and they've done whatever. So it's like Banks and Bailey is the only thing that you can get. And at that point, holy shit, it's so obvious that you just have Banks win the Elimination Chamber, and then that sets it up. Because otherwise... They're gonna have to fumble from March ninth on. Not even March ninth because they can't do it on Monday Night Raw.
1: Fumble now.
0: They're gonna have. Uh, what what what's the date for that? It's um March March thirteenth. Uh, They're gonna have one, two, three, four episodes of SmackDown to entirely build Bailey versus Sasha Banks.
1: But I'm I'm gonna say it again. I don't think they give a fuck. I don't think they care. They were talking about a company who had Sonya Deville versus Asuka lined up for Mania and basically said, Charlotte, take the belt, just so we can add more to the main event. Sorry, girls. We'll get you later. It's just
0: mind-boggling,
1: because it's like they don't care. Mania Mania is is the one
0: pay-per-view that you have an entire year to build up to. And for something that's supposed to be important, like the SmackDown women's title, they're gonna run into a situation where either they half assed announce it in two days on SmackDown, and they just they have five weeks to build towards it, which is insane, or they're gonna have four weeks to build an entire thing, or they're just they know ahead of time that they don't still give a shit. And at that point, you can't put a product forward no matter what business you are. <laughs> and this includes me with like Smack Talk and stuff. If you put a product out there that you know is underwhelming and that you wouldn't want to sit through and you wouldn't want to invest in, you can't expect other people to do that. And then when they don't, then at that point, you have nobody to blame but yourself. You can't look at a situation and go, God, buy rates were down for WrestleMania. I wonder if it was the shitty card that we set up ahead of time.
1: You know? Here's the problem. They don't – they don't see – Anything is a problem. We're giving you John Cena, guys. Not everybody can be a star. Not everything can be a draw. I will agree with that. But if you're going to do a brand split, one of the key elements, I think, and it's one of the reasons why the initial one lasted as long as it did, they kept those pay-per-views separate. So by default, You know, the Raw champions felt special. The SmackDown champions felt special. You can't make Bayley feel special when shit, the NXT title match feels like more of a big deal than some of the men's matches on the main roster. Bayley is getting the shit end of the stick here, but it's because they rush everything. They don't have a defined brand split where the pay-per-views are separate and you can make them feel equal. And then they're going to get mad one day in October when Charlotte's on SmackDown again and go, of course it's important. It's the SmackDown woman's title. Why don't you care about this?
0: Well, the brand split, the separate pay-per-view thing. I don't think that has any effect on it because they have separate shows. Like there's, there's nothing stopping them from having built up this Bailey thing.
1: No, because at the end of the day, you're still building to a singular card and you can't make everything feel like the main event. I think you could.
0: That's the problem. Like what's been the issue with the Bailey situation? They've had weeks and weeks and weeks. They have SmackDown. They have Bailey in segments. They're just not looking a- her in things that matter. So it's like, it's actively not being creative And doing things like this Lacey Evans and Naomi thing, which they're biding time until they figure something out and they're out of time because they think that they're going to figure it out later. And then when they rush at the last minute and nobody cares and then they don't pull it off, then they're going to blame Bailey. And it's not entirely Bailey's fault that things aren't going over all that well. You know, Like we are all in agreement. The Bailey heel turn is not this fantastic thing.
1: And there's also the thing of it's SmackDown. And I don't care what anybody fucking says. You can add Bill Goldberg and John Cena. Sure. But when it comes to the end of the day, SmackDown's the B-show. How do you know that? Because Becky Lynch was the hottest thing in the world. And they immediately interspliced her with Raw so that Raw could be Show with the hottest thing in the world.
0: Absolutely insane to me. I don't get where they're going with this kind of stuff. And I don't understand how a company can run themselves like that. But I mean, we talked about some of these things already. Um Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan might be a thing. If that's the case, I'm going Daniel Bryan. I mean I think that'd be cool. Again, like, it,
1: it, it's a cool moment for Drew Lack. And Brian wins. Drulak? Drew uh, Drulak. Awesome. <laughs> it's a cool moment for Gulak, but Brian wins and, you know, that's it. Yeah, Brian would win.
0: I agree with what you're saying about the whole idea that Seamus attacks him, though.
2: That's
1: that whole, thinking- like,
0: uh, you know, I got to take out the little guys and... You're the king um, of all the guys. Right, yeah. Again, and then it goes back to the whole Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan thing, which is just like, let's do that for the third year at WrestleMania because I, I'm right, damn it. That's the whole thing. Like, what?
2: I'm starting to feel like it might be like Sheamus against the army of midgets. And right? you just have Bryan, Apollo Cruz, Chad Gable, Drew Gulak, just Mustafa Ali, just oh, all come out alongside Sh- him and Sheamus attack Sheamus
1: takes down both of them? Like... Okay, like, yeah, will probably
2: attack both of them, yeah. Like so, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just had the match and they had like this really good technical classic match on the kickoff show and Seamus came out, interrupted it, and caused a double DQ or something. Just said, why why are you bothering watching these little guys? I'm the big strong guy, you should be watching me have matches instead.
1: I think Seamus is gonna do more he won't do anything at the pay per view. He goes on SmackDown, maybe he takes out Ali, and then Braun comes out and goes, pick on somebody your own size, and that's where you get Sheamus once the Intercontinental title. I still think it's Brian Nakamura at Mania.
0: I have absolutely not even point oh 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 one percent of a chance that Nakamura is fighting Brian at Mania. Absolutely. I'm well, thinking so, it's... I've got too
2: many matches already.
0: Yeah, because there's
2: no hook it's for not, it. it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it enough. Like Nakamura is not on his
0: own. He's in a stable. So, if they were going to do anything like that, it would be Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and Nakamura against Brian and two other people, which that's not going to matter. I think, if anything, we get Strowman versus Sheamus, Strowman versus Corbin, Strowman versus Sheamus versus Brian, Strowman versus Sheamus versus Brian versus Corbin, that whole kind of thing. Um, Well, for that matter, too, the three on one handicap match, all and Braun Strowman retaining. Of course. Yeah. he'll pin Zayn to win. Yeah. And that actually I don't I don't dislike this. Like, to me, this is something that actually makes a lot of sense. It's kind of annoying that it's like, well, you know, Cesaro is going to lose a match and Zayn's going to lose and like that kind of thing, but not everybody can win everything. And they have been having these three ganging up on Braun. Sami Zayn does the whole thing with well, you said you can fight all three of us, let's make it a handicap match. That I'm okay with. Like, that's the one part of this
2: card that I feel makes sense. Yeah, the yeah, only it part. Sense, <laughs> that's, that, it's the right match. And you can start, you can build it along the lines of there's going to be infighting between Nakamura, Cesaro, and Zane because only one of them could be the Intercontinental Champion. So they'll start taking... If they do have Braun Strowman down and down for a cover, then they'll start taking each other off the cover because they want to win the match. Is that the no, case? There's though, two or... results I can see happening. Well, there's two results I can see happening: which is Strowman wins, which is the easy answer, or Zayn wins because Zayn screws over both his clients and just like <laughs> sneaks a victory over Strowman. It'd be kind of funny. I just kind of assumed that. The basis
0: for it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but since it's Nakamura who had the title match, that it would be if any
2: of them win, Nakamura wins the championship.
1: No, I would be the champion.
2: Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's, I assume that when they did that contract signing on SmackDown, the idea was that they all signed the contract and they all get an Intercontinental Championship match.
0: I don't think we're going to run into a situation where that's going to matter, though, because Braun wins. So, well,
2: no, Braun will win anyway. It doesn't matter, but like, I don't think that they're well... going to address it at all. They might as well tell the story that they all could win the Intercontinental Championship because that adds a little bit of intrigue to the match.
1: Careful there, Cal. We are applying logic.
0: I think that they don't do that because I don't think they're going to split these people up. And if you start teasing the idea that there's infighting, then people are going to want a split. So I think it just goes
2: flat out three on one and they don't address it, period. But assuming that people would want a split is like assuming that people care about this stable which they don't. I think more people care about that than a lot of other things. It's like, well, it's it's, it's just the point of everything that like we've just been saying. No one cares about anything. And it's not just the writers. The fans don't care about anything or whatever. So it's like, that why what's the point of like teasing a bit? Oh, tease a bit of infighting. You might actually get someone slightly interested in the product again.
1: <laughs> well, you mentioned the fans. Last year, we got Coffee Mania. Rollins, being Glasner, and Becky Lynch. It took about four or five months, but the fans did start to crap on everybody. Now, how do you feel regarding... At some point, are they right and creative to just say, fuck them, they're going to hate on everything we do? They
0: aren't wrong, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't
1: Put still a try.
0: Like, yeah. Because if something catches on, it catches on. And it's not all fans that do that stuff too, you know? And they spent so many years adamantly refusing to acknowledge that kind of stuff anyway. So if they put in that much effort to just say, la, 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 I can't hear you, they can put in the slightest bit of effort to make things seem like they care. Like, let's be honest, the Raw tag team title match, Street Profit uh, against Seth Rollins and Murphy. It only exists so we can have another run-in with Kevin Owens, right? Yep. Yeah. So the Street Profits win. All three of us are in agreement on that. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Aleister Black versus AJ Styles. No DQ match. The reason it's a no DQ match is to protect AJ Styles from having to wrestle a lot, to have either Undertaker interfere and make Black get a win over Styles or to have the OC gang up on Aleister Black and win the same exact kind of method as what they did on Raw. Or all the above. OC interferes. Well, you can't have both people win, but it's like either Black About, wins because OC it's three interferes. on one or it's uh, Undertaker interferes and costs Styles to win. Like it's it's an interference is going to cost
1: one of these people. For sure. But I think OC interferes mm-hmm taker helps out black and that's how black wins but it's a no dq match so we can get all the bells and whistles in there
0: you guys think it's styles that wins or black black fuck i'm going styles it's like it doesn't matter that kind of thing but if they go with styles losing it's just because well undertaker got him twice and that kind of like so it's like you flip a coin they all the only thing they care about with this is just hey if you didn't see super showdown and you didn't watch raw where he mentioned super showdown then undertaker styles remember
1: so but we know that like that's that's what i'm saying about this whole thing it's like there's almost no meat on the bone here right
0: now the smackdown tag team titles heavy machinery is only in there with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to push the Otis and Ziggler thing, like you mentioned, which means we're getting that at Mania. Otis and Ziggler. Or Otis and uh, Ziggler in some kind of a tag team thing, like...
1: Otis and Ziggler versus... Otis and uh, Mandy versus Ziggler and DeVille. Either that,
0: or it's Otis and Tucker and Mandy against Ziggler, Roode, and Sonya. Yep. It's those three options. It's happening, it's going to be on the pre-show... That's the only purpose for them in this match. Lucia House Party's just being, there.
1: This for being that oh Sonia set the text. Because what is Mandy doing, hanging around this slob of a man, and then Mandy can reveal that she's actually like a sweetheart and yeah, like it is. It's a given. And
0: then Lucia House Party's just in here to get their asses whooped. No purpose other than that. The stuff. And then you get Morrison and the Miz and then uh. New Day and the Usos, and it's just well, let's do that match, and then let's do it again. I mean, a couple weeks. So sure. he, the Usos win or Morrison and Miz win. That's it. Like, yep. I'm going Morrison and Miz retain.
1: I'll go Usos just because.
0: Yeah, Miz and Morrison retain. And then they're gonna wonder why there's no like energy to that
2: kind of thing, and that's just insane. can the fuck as well. They've only ever had one other tag team. there wasn't good. The match, and that was just too many bodies in the ring at the same time. I thank mean, at yes, least God that it. one had the interesting element of the fact that all three members of the New Day were in that match. I
1: was going to say, thank God, what is so they had even more people in
2: it.
0: And then we got that women's uh, number one contenders match, which is just, everybody's just like, yeah, it's Shayna Baszler. Why didn't you, out of all the things, why didn't you make the Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch the one where it was just like, we're just going to announce it instead of the Roman Reigns one. Like, there was no built-in feud between Reigns and Goldberg. And Shayna Baszler attacks Becky Lynch, and they had fought at Survivor Series. And it's an obvious thing because of the Ronda Rousey thing. And that could have been the one. Like, that was the easiest call to make, and they didn't. I don't understand the logic behind it. Because, all right, Shayna Baszler beats the five other people, makes her look strong. She looks strong already. She won the NXT women's title
1: and lost like two matches in her entire career. She should have won the Rumble, yeah. They had to make the Charlotte thing, which could have easily been, hey, I'm on NXT because I'm the queen and I can do what I want. Rewrfully, I want you at WrestleMania. They had to turn that into Charlotte wins the Rumble to add to her legacy and then challenges the NXT champion to say, hey, the NXT title is important. Pay attention, guys. Like, how are we in
0: a situation where they set up Shayna Baszler so well, and the way that they're trying to do it is, let's put her in a match that everybody knows she's going to win at Elimination Chamber. Because and we don't... have no setup for the SmackDown Women's title match, which could just have been Banks wins the Royal Rumble or that Elimination Chamber match here or any of that kind of stuff. Because and we they have... don't
1: care, Tony, because they don't care. God, just... like it's uh, so it what it is me. like i know i've annoyed too but it's it's no use belaboring the point it's just it is what it is
0: i hate when i like have like a, a thing like this where the whole entire purpose of this is me just being like god damn it like you know but it's like it's the truth it's just like oh it's not that hard
1: you i know? mean and you guys know i am the guy who would love to find the bright side and everything, but a spade is a spade and there's nothing to this card.
0: Well, since we all know Basler's winning, let's try to pick, predict something else. Do we start off with the three members of the Riot Squad against each other? Like, mm-hmm. it's like Liv against Ruby and then Sarah gets
2: in or something?
1: I think maybe Liv against Sarah and Ruby gets in.
2: I think if you want to get the match off to a strong start, you do Oscar against Natalia. Yeah. And then you, and get, you, and then you get the three Riot Squad members in
0: after that. Well, oscar has got that injury, so they might protect her and make her the second to last or
2: last. That's... That was, that's a, it, was, it wasn't... it was She isn't actually injured. I didn't think they that she would, just, but they could they play used into that that. As a, They just used that as a device to realize, oh, well, we booked this match and everyone's really excited for it, but we should probably save it for an actual big show when... Mm-hmm. Baseless for a women's champion or something. I mentioned so before we'll like Kyrie the, in there instead.
0: The Kyrie thing makes more sense anyway, because you can beat Kyrie and then yeah, like but yeah. if there is a chance that she does have some kind of tweak or something like that, then if even, even if it's not true, even if they just go with that being part of the story, they could have her do that
1: or, you know. Natty is getting missed in the face and getting eliminated by Oscar. So we can set up Natty and Beth or whatever. For, I, I'm not thinking that think that's as that strong anymore. Well, no, I think I think that match will happen. I just
2: think it's more likely that you'd have Natalia eliminate Asuka instead. Or if, then you say you then you save the idea of Baszler having to eliminate Asuka so they can still continue to they can fight a little bit but they continue to have that match going forward.
1: And then you have Tony Baszler beat Natalya Natalia instead. But if Kyrie's in the match because Asuka's legit hurt, have Asuka on the outside, she can miss her from the outside in. Um Oh, I don't think they're no, replacing Oscar no, with Gary. No, yeah, yeah, they won't do that. I think if
0: there is a chance that Oscar is injured, they'll just have her not wrestle much. It'd just be like, um, Shannon's second to last, she does a couple moves, Shayna comes in, Shayna takes everybody out, that kind of thing. Yeah, they can easily do that. I don't know mm. if I would go with Shayna beats everybody. I would. No, five, she wouldn't everyone.
2: But I wouldn't put it past them to do that. You know? And I, I I think Liv Morgan will eliminate Sarah Logan and Ruby Wright will eliminate Liv Morgan. If
1: they and want to actually, balance
2: things out, they can balance it out pretty well.
0: Like um Like you said, like Liv can beat Sarah, Ruby can beat Liv, Natalia can beat Ruby, Asuka can beat Natalia, and Shayna can beat Asuka. Like they could do that kind of chain. But they don't tend to do that. Sometimes when they get so, because I mean, let's be honest, WWE, they focus on one thing and then that's all they do. Like, look at Ricochet. It was like, well, we only care about making Brock Lesnar look good. And then by the time that they threw him out of the mix and all that, they have him jobbed to Riddick Moss because they're just like, well, we ignored him. So fuck him. <laughs> you know, like, that kind of thing. They could very easily have like the three riot squad members in there. And then Shayna gets in and Shayna knocks out all three and then it's like, okay, now we're down to these three and Shayna's just waiting for the next one to come out of her pod or, you know. They could do crap like that, but it doesn't ultimately matter because Liv Morgan and the whole Ruby Riot stuff, that's not going to be a Mania match. There's just going to be three people in the Battle Royal. Shayna is winning. Everybody knows that. Foregone conclusion from a mile away. Natalia and Asuka, they wrestle at WrestleMania or they're in the Battle Royal. It's like this is the most foregone conclusion match. And it's, I guess, supposed to be the headliner. That sucks.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean again, there's really we really shouldn't have dragged this out for as long as we did. Yeah, like we were just
0: we're well, see, so yeah, I want
2: to. I want to give again.
0: people the, the effort. That's the thing. Like I said before, I like you know, WWE should put forth the effort. I wanted to make sure that like you guys get a podcast out of us of but, us
2: complaining at the very least, you know. <laughs> then the, the the mixture of like giving the effort. is also like the point of just repeating the same point over and over again, and just because <laughs> at the end of the day we know this is what they do. We shouldn't pretend that they were going to put any effort into it because even though as you said, this is probably the time they should be putting the most amount of effort in. It's also, there's an argument to be made that this is the time they should be putting the least amount of effort in because people are going to watch it anyway, because of WrestleMania coming up.
1: I feel like this has been a very, like, this is an extreme case of laziness on the road to WrestleMania. Cause well, I've I think, seen years where it's been kind of exciting, at least.
2: I think that just the positioning of where super showdown went kind of screwed up a lot of the plans. They probably weren't expecting to do a, a Saudi Arabia show until after WrestleMania, it got moved up to February instead, and so they decided, let's make that the the show to kind of care about. And we'll just throw Elimination Chamber on with a few of the other matches that we're not going to feature.
1: We mentioned Pritchard, and I feel like if somebody like a Bruce Pritchard were to hear this, they'd say, well, you've never booked a show and blah, blah, blah. And I get that, I do, but at some point I'm allowed to go, yeah, but I am a paying customer, and I have been watching this my whole life and covering it for the majority of my adult life. This is bad, Like, and I don't feel like you can't hide behind this wall of, yeah, but we're actually in the business. No, this is bad. I've
0: said the analogy a million times. I am not a professional chef. If you fuck up my steak, I know it's a fucked up steak.
1: Exactly.
0: And this type of stuff. Yeah. Like the three of us have not been backstage working on creative, but I tell you what, if the three of us were working backstage and creative, we'd bring up the point that this is stupid. That's the problem (laughs) because it's just lazy. And it's not just that it's lazy. It's lazy and it's in spite of itself. You can get away with being lazy and doing things that don't also screw up what you've already done. It's so easy to not make it harder for yourself because you just don't do it. Like the Lacey Evans and the Seamus thing. If you don't have a game plan of doing that, don't announce it. And then you don't have an issue where people can go, wait, where's the fucking Lacey match and where's the Seamus match? oh, well, we didn't want to do that. We just want to skip to the chase. Okay, well, if you're doing that, then why did you announce it? You went out of your way to set yourself up for failure. You did more work by being lazy than you could have if you just didn't do it. Like, if you kept that out of the mix and you just had that stuff, there's no talking point of, well, didn't they announce that there was a Roman Reigns thing that was supposed to There's no talking point at that point. Then it just becomes, well, shouldn't they have done this or whatever? Like, The lazy things when it comes to, like, Carrillo and Andrade is them just going, do the match, then do it again, then do it again, then do it again, because they don't want to actually set up more of a feud. That's lazy. The Rollins and Owens thing, where they just were like, well, we're going to go from Survivor Series to Mania. We have four months we need to do. Let's just have lots of tag team matches because we don't want to have really, like, interesting twists and turns with this character. That's lazy. But to do something like book the SmackDown tag team title match and not book something for the SmackDown women's title match. That's in spite of itself. You're actively trying to screw things up almost, you know, that's where my issue becomes because it's like, if this was a card where it was just lazy and it's a bunch of rematches, it's boring, but at the same time, okay, I can write off the idea that they just didn't want to have to do two cards and Super Showdown and Elimination Chamber are too close, so let's just do rematches. But they they fucked it up out of their way, you know. And then when people don't love it, and when it hurts the build to WrestleMania, and then when they're rushing to try to balance that out and they're, you know, kind of pulling their hair out over that stuff, and it doesn't work out all that. Well, they have nobody to blame but themselves. Cause I tell you, if you would have given me a half an hour, I would have booked a better card than this. Easily. Hire me.
1: (laughs) I'll leave it at this. Amid rumors of ESPN Plus and $60 pay-per-views again, this ain't $60 worth of action or entertainment. This is worth the free month that you offer on the network. So if you want to change that, you need to They have to pay me to watch this shit.
0: I'd argue that this is not worth the $10 point of um the network.
1: I said it was worth the free month. I didn't say it was yeah. worth $10.
0: Because at not that, that point, I
1: would, $10 for it.
0: I would say that you could only justify the $10 that you got Super Showdown and this. And um what's it called? Uh like the takeover or whatever it was that like had like that um that lapse. Like that at that point, like takeover is awesome and stuff, but like you know, if you say like, "Oh, Super Showdown and Elimination Chamber, they're 5 dollars a piece or something like that." Then at that point, I can understand people doing it. But no way in hell are people paying 60 bucks for this. People would not pay 20 dollars for this. People would not pay 10 dollars separate from the network for this event. It's not happening. Correct. And they're going to get a gross wake-up call when that happens if that isn't uh is the case. So, giant middle finger to this card. <laughs> <laughs> and uh
1: that's it what the f- dude yeah i don't say. know what i don't know
0: what else to say other than stay tuned for the live coverage and the post show where we'll probably rag this a whole lot even more on um sunday and i got some other plugs i didn't mention before um i didn't mention the patreon i've mentioned it enough you probably know it by now but just in case patreon.com slash moment go ahead and check it out if you got a buck or anything else they you want to toss our way, whatever spare change you do is greatly appreciated. And if you take advantage of the dark cast tier, you get Patreon exclusive episodes. If you want to take advantage of the mailbag priority and pick our brains about stuff, do that. There's also the pick your poison tier. And we are going to be doing a Mount Rushmore soon of uh, tag teams as part Ooh. of a sponsorship for that. And there's the merchandise shops, T Public and Redbubble there's fanboysanonymous.com where i do all my movie review content and other kind of things on the geek culture spectrum and rob and i just did a two hour long discussion about superhero movies last night so that's up the on the morning. channel now <laughs> yeah from uh one to three in the morning <laughs> and um you know if you want to show some love to fanboys anonymous then click all over the place on there follow that youtube facebook twitter hit up that patreon check out those t public and red bubble all that other kind of stuff that's there bleacher report eWrestling wrestling news anything that I got going on just start clicking around you should know all my plugs by now if you've been following for a while you're probably skipping past this point anyway but uh, (laughs) there's some of my plugs whatever Um, Robin Callum got plugs as well so Rob yeah
1: I'm Rob Uh, yeah wrestlezone.com and fightful.com I will be covering the show on both places because yay that's my life. Uh, got great news up on Fightful.com and Fightful Select. I do suggest giving Sean Ross Sapp a follow. Gets a lot of great stuff. Um, outside of that, follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice. And yeah, that's it for me, Cal.
2: Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14 and just check out all the weekly stuff on com, including the power rankings that I contribute and if you haven't already and you haven't checked out the first episode we did of the Hall of Lame you can still vote on you can still watch the episode first of all and then vote on who you would like to see as the first inductees into the Hall of Lame because I assume sometime later this month we'll do and or this month or next month or sometime soon we'll do the second edition and we'll announce who are the who the official inductees into the Hall of Lame are. And we might do that next week because next week
0: is a blank week. So if you have Ooh. any suggestions of what we can do, then drop them in the comments below as well. Uh, we could do the Hall of Lame again. We could do another Wrestling is 2020. We can start uh, Miss to This Mark. We can go back and do something like the roundup of the superstar scores by you know, recalibrating those. We could do uh, a fan ounce table, you know, any kind of suggestions. Just toss them our way and we'll figure it out also go ahead and vote on the 2020 smart madness tournament. That's going on right now. That, uh, round one is up at the moment. It's the, um, best superstar of the decade. So you can pick on lots of different people and, you know, see who goes on to round two. And that's going to go on throughout this month. And, uh, I think the polls are probably going to shut off on Tuesday. So vote while you can. And pretty much else just, uh, stay tuned. Keep listening, keep watching, keep clicking, all that other kind of stuff. And we will see you next time, everybody. But for now, this has been another Smartout moment. And we're being counted out. Ah!